um, in the beginning it was considered strictly flesh and blood creature only. Um, but there's been several books out and several people who have who have compiled um, eyewitness reports that are seem to fly in the face of that. Um, one of them is um, uh, this book, um, My Brother is a Hairy Man, which talks about the the psychic connections, UFO connections with Sasquatch. There's a there's a whole range of things um, interdimensional. That's Alex Evans. Alex is a founding member and co-chair of the Indiana chapter of the Fordian Society, but mainly she's interested in the phenomenon of Bigfoot. In fact, she's a nationally renowned artist specializing in illustrating eyewitness accounts of Sasquatch. She sat down with Rhino's Youth Radio in February to discuss mythology. You know, I've never actually seen one, uh, but I was in uh, oh, Putnam County, and I was at, at a, a place where I was just really with a, another investigator, and we were out during the day and doing some hiking, and, and um, I brought a flute with me. One of the things that, that we utilize is, is our own voices. We talk, and, and we introduce ourselves, and I play the flute. And it sounds kind of out there, but nothing else seems to work because once you start yelling at them and 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 you're either scaring them away or you're antagonizing them so we try to do it as a respectful uh, approach have you ever attempted to howl yourself or anything like that you know um i i usually don't because my theory is that i don't know what i'm saying to them and if you don't know what you're saying you could be inviting either trouble or you could be uh, frightening them or, or scaring them away from you. So until we really know what the howl means, um, I have done, uh, like I said, the flute playing seems to get a good response. Um, there's been some people who have done wood knocking and, and got a response. And I just want to say a little bit about wood knocking is they're, they're not quite sure that it's always, it sounds like wood on wood, but not everybody's convinced that it is. It could be like what they call a tongue pop or a jaw pop where they're just making a real loud popping noise or a hand clap that with the echoes and whatnot could be at a distance interpreted as, oh, that sounds like wood. They also rat rock clack where they take two rocks and hit them together or take one rock and hit it against one rock that's on the ground. So some of these things, um, you, you know, you can do, but by how many... Uh, hits you're making that may be a signal and what signal you're putting out is still a guess no one really knows what they're saying so you may be you may be challenging them I would not want to be out in the woods at night I have been out in the woods at night but I wouldn't want to be out there howling and or or um, hitting a stick or something and have it mean something like I'm in your territory and have some bring aggressiveness on me. So basically, the answer to that would be no. <laughs> that was Alex Evans. You can find the full interview at noahjacobs.com. In the summer of 2011, punk musician Lauren Denizio wrote an essay for the weblog I Live Sweat. And what followed was a mosh pit of debate about the prominence and pervasiveness of sexism in the punk community sometimes academic, sometimes civil, pretty well acknowledged to be important. But precious few voices spoke up to insist that maybe sexism isn't all we should be worried about. 
Kate Tyler Wall explains. I'm a 53-year-old woman who loves to go to punk shows. So far, I'm often in a category by myself. The audience at a lot of shows is 85% male, period, with most of the females on the arm of a guy or in BFF duos, and certainly 20 or 30 years younger than I am. I'm a born-again punk. Several years ago, around the time I realized I hated my former job and other key parts of my life, I found that the old-school punk that had been background music in my youth was now saving my soul. From there, I moved on to the current scene. To paraphrase every punk who ever lived, the music sounds like I feel. When I did find a better job, it was only part-time and right when the economy went to hell. Suddenly, I had time on my hands to seek out and listen to bands from the class of 1977 up through whatever went on band camp last week. Slowly, after years of not going to any kinds of shows, I began venturing out again. Live music of all kinds has become my life's blood. Only I discovered that even my youngest friends were not willing to accompany me to a punk show, although I often go along with them to catch indie acts, singer-songwriters, Danish metal bands, whatever. I was on my own. Mostly, I'm invisible to the bros. I just get my beer at the bar and get lost in the music, and I'm usually left alone. Still, I didn't fully appreciate how good it was not to be noticed until my previous trip to the fire. I was hanging on to see my favorite locals whom I'd been trying to catch for several months and were one of the last bands scheduled. I wasn't front and center, just off on one side. The moment my faves hit the stage, the lead singer pointed me out and started a running commentary about my age, claiming I was his mother. At first it seemed to be meant as fun and funny, and I took it as such. If you're going to be the Betty White of Orgcore, you have to roll with it. But it went on too long and it started to seem a little mean-spirited. I don't think of 53 as elderly. I have more physical strength and stamina now than I did when I was 30. I don't dress like a teenager or like someone's mom. I don't bring earplugs to shows like a friend of mine who is only 32, or bitch to everyone around me about how I'm too old to stay up late anymore, like the guys I hear at every show who are in their late 20s. I just want to enjoy the music, damn it. If someone asks why I'm alone, I make jokes about being stood up by my date, Iggy Pop. But I do regret the frustration of not feeling free to go to some shows alone and having to worry about where to stand. There is a part of aging that you can't take back. I know the dumb things I did when I was younger, the strange parts of town I went to at night, times I walked home alone in the wee hours of the morning. I just can't go back to that because many years of experience, things that happened to me or to people I know or things that almost happened, left an indelible impression. Age does mean learning a few lessons. And while I think it's vital not to shut yourself off to new experiences and learning new things, it's stupid to try to unlearn things about your personal safety. You learned them for a reason. <laughs>